Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Well, this week's probably going to be tons of fun because we are talking about the enthusiast, the style seven. My guest today is one of the sevenest. How did Lori Zimbardi say that on the five? She said, I'm the five is five in five town. This girl is the sevenest seven in seven town. Um, Kelly Wellzell. Hi, Kelly. Thank Hi. you for being here. Kelly has been at Sandals over the years and it's not a big deal, but I did meet Kelly when I was dropping my first daughter off to college, we just talked about this recently, and she led a course that was like when you have to go to all the boring classes. And I'm like, how did this girl make this class so fun? Um, which just speaks to who you are. But Kelly has done a lot of work here at Sandals Church with me with the Enneagram. Your roles changed several times over the year, and you're currently a stay at home homeschooling mom. How so fun crazy. is that? <laughs> But super glad that you're here um, with me. So I'm going to give kind of a snapshot of the Style 7 and then ask you a few questions about what this might look like for you. I know that you are well-versed in the Enneagram as well as I think you are super self-aware for how the style, um, how you you just are this style and it comes out so good in you. So the Style 7, the enthusiast also some guys sometimes called the joyful person. You, you're the person on here that could correct me on some of this stuff. No. What, are, what are other names for it? The, the joy- adventure is my absolute favorite. The adventure. For obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, reflects God's joy. Each of the styles we say reflects something so important as we know we're made in the image of God. And the style seven, the enthusiast, or for today. See, I'm changing the six, the loyalist, to the guardian. Ooh. A lot of Enneagram people yeah. are now using that. And I think it just more, more better to do that. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a better reflection of the style as a whole instead of just like the one aspect of loyalty. And so for, the, for today, I will say the adventurer because you're here. Awesome. You are motivated by pleasure and having fun. You have a need to be free. Mm. You do not want to be tied down. So do not do not trap in this mm. free bird over here. Um, you try to avoid pain. Oh. Sevens tend to focus on the next thing coming up. We're going to talk about that because sometimes sevens, although I love them so much, they actually can make me feel really insecure. And so I want you to help me navigate that as I have so many friends that are sevens. Um, Remind me that I want to talk about that. (laughs) Um, The core sin is overindulgence or the Christianese word is gluttony. Um, Most of the time, I think when we talk about gluttony, we think of eating, but gluttony is actually excess of anything. And so we'll talk about what that looks like. Um, A fear of being deprived or trapped. (laughs) 
Um, the underlying emotion for the seven is fear, afraid of missing out. Mm. FOMO for the seven is like a real, <laughs> like, like it's a lot of us yeah. have it to a degree. It's, it's death yeah. Yeah. to you. Um, and the transformation for sevens, for adventurers or enthusiasts to embrace is self-control, being mm-hmm. content to live in the present, embracing true reality, even when it's painful and allowing themselves to stay in the pain long enough to experience personal growth. So true. Yes. Pretty sure you and I wrote this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, this is so great. so good. Yeah, we, Kelly and I labored (laughs) over language, over... Remember we were, and then consistency with the styles, making yeah. sure we hit this. We well, and we're the ones that named the two that we want to change. <laughs> we did that. We did. Why didn't we name it the adventure? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't it was remember. a long time ago. I don't remember either. We had a plan. The loyalist we liked <laughs> best, yes. but I had never heard the phrase guardian before. But I, I think it's better. Um, so when you hear about the seven, and mm. you've you learned about the enneagram. Um, how, like, how has it most helped you personally? Just having it as a tool. I've been saying on past episodes that the Enneagram, cause it's like a tool for what? That's the question that I found myself answering more and more now. I see the Enneagram as a tool for helping us understand our own personal yeah. spiritual direction and formation. Yeah. And so for you, how has the Enneagram helped you? Definitely. So, I mean, the big part that I think most everybody says is, Oh, I learned that not everybody thinks the same as me. So there's that. But I, being a pretty positive soul, <laughs> hadn't really looked at brokenness or what's wrong why? with me. Because oh, yeah, like, who it's wants that until I was told I had to through the Enneagram? And so looking at that, I just didn't think the avoidance of pain was like a what? Like, I. I hadn't realized I was doing that. After though, do you see places like could you oh, see like how you did on it? On the daily. Like everything and it's different levels of it. Sometimes yeah. laundry is pain. Sometimes emails laundry is pain. Laundry is hundred percent pain. I'm and away so, in seven. <laughs> and so you avoid it, which I did for longer than we want to talk about this last round. And so seeing it on different levels, obviously the deeper ones was makes me sound deeper, uh, which I'm working on, but a lot of it I see in the day to day. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I definitely avoid pain. And then also the not wanting to feel trapped, which I get, not everybody does, but I don't know if it's as soul sucking for everyone yeah. as like isolation or being alone or being without mm-hmm. um, is a game changer. It'll take me out for oh, sure. So and COVID so, was probably oh, tricky isolation. For, for adventurers yeah. who didn't get to go adventure. Hug a seven. If you know a seven. Don't hug a five. Hug a seven. Exactly. (laughs) Hug that seven because I I did the isolation for a bit and it it sent me in a tailspin, to be honest, because I'm not used to that. I don't know how to cope. Just me. I am not happy on my own Mm -hmm. um, for that long. So Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So that's one of the things about the seven is that... um, the, the not being trapped. Like we have a seven in our family, very high seven. And one of the things that um, was once said 
is I want to honor. So I want to say this like in the best way of honoring, not exposing everyone to anything. But I remember it, it impacted me was like, I don't want to be expected to be at every one of the kids' birthdays. And I was like, like all three <laughs> in one year. <laughs> like, okay, three no pressure. Kids. You do not have to come. But when when they felt like it was an expectation that made them feel trapped, oh, yeah. and when they felt like it was freedom, their choice to come or not come, they mm-hmm. wanted to be there. Oh, it was really yeah. weird, but it really affected me, that statement of like, don't come. Like, fine. Sorry you feel trapped to doing this. But the Enneagram helped me understand that it actually wasn't about the birthday. It was about the expectation and the commitment. Yeah. What do you think about that? It, I'm curious if that's uh, a seventh healthy, thing. If that's real, because it's probably that something that unhealthy. So I was like, oh, I think because you're like sevens want to come to the party. I was like, man, I'm about it. Like, I'm not turning down a party. I'm not missing. <laughs> Why didn't you have more kids so I could come to more parties? So I sevens wonder. are a life of the party. The, mm-hmm. One of the giftings that you guys have, which I think two things about the seven, you tell me what you think, but I have some good friends that are seven. You and I have worked closely together and I just have so much respect for you because I think sevens sometimes get a bad rap. Like they're only fun and funny yeah. when sevens are actually really incredible leaders and um, they're in the future focused thinking like they they want to be strategic and they're going places and they're goal oriented the thing about sevens is that they you see the silver lining mm-hmm. on things and when healthy you you achieve great things in a fun way mm, yes and i think um i have a good friend you know him um matt albie he's high seven and sometimes i think that like like matt albie is like you just want matt at your party because he's fun he's funny he's gonna joke like he's 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 so fun. He's like, he's the seven is seven in oh. seven town. Well, and he's giant, which helps. He's <laughs> yeah. like a big presence. Yes. But he's also like works for the government. He's he's so smart. Mm. Um, he he has a side business. He teaches himself how to brew beer at home and he, woodworking. Like he's so mm. intelligent. And sometimes I think the funny, like the funniness of the sevens, you miss the intelligence that they have. Mm because it just comes out in a fun way. Yeah. Like, whereas maybe with a five or some of the other styles, you're like, think that, it, you know, like, oh, the wise person is always contemplative and right. that kind of thing. You might attach more meaning there that I think the sevens gets a little bit lost in yeah. the fun, but most sevens I think are, are super successful, healthy sevens, <laughs> unhealthy sevens. Or a hot mess. Hot mess yeah. off the rails. And we can talk about that. Let's actually talk about that. So well, does it, going back to what you said, like, I think people look and they don't take you serious if you don't look serious, just because I'm not acting hard serious, <laughs> right? Just because I'm not, I don't look serious or I'm not acting stern or serious yeah. doesn't mean I'm not taking something seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that's I what think I mean. that's, like, I think you get yeah. a bad rap sometimes in Thank that you. way. It's very kind. Um, but I'm serious. I mean, I really <laughs> see that. So gluttony or excess yeah. is the the cross to bear, the, the, yeah. the thorn in your side because you want to say yes to everything. Yes. And where this gets wonky for the seven is the need to avoid pain. And here's how that usually looks. Um, And I've just, with a lot of coaching is the need to avoid pain and pursue pleasure when sevens get into themselves into trouble. It's when they're avoiding pain by doing something pleasurable that ends up 
not being good for them and then they have more pain than they started out with that they were avoiding in the first place. That cycle for a seven is a rough cycle. Well, how, how, speak, to, speak to the brokenness of the seven. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's actually a, a lot of it. You know, you love big and you mess up big. You just do everything mm. big. And for me, <laughs> I was going to say, like, for a long time, I've been like, well, gluttony isn't me. I would plan my whole life around eating. I, you know, everything is about eating and it's not just what you need. Never just what you need. It's all that you want. And it's I, like, when is enough enough? How to stop? Like, like why, not always jokes, but if one's good, two's better. Exactly. Two's good, like, why dozen. would I stop if it's that good? Like <laughs> bacon, I simply am not going to have one slice of bacon. It's always more. And I've been very grateful and thankful that I drinking and drugs like th- that's what a lot of sevens mm-hmm. fall into mm-hmm. and because they numb pain and, right and the seven wants to avoid pain right so you so in an unhealthy way when you don't feel safe secure loved and you're afraid you go to numbing devices totally. and those are things that numb totally. and mine has been more Netflix focused and lots of games on my phone and um, kind of just numbing out it's a hard away. season trying to Pour into other people's lives, have a very unhealthy addiction to cheesy Hallmark movies. Uh, B level being key. Um, I, I want them to be predictable. I don't want them to be based on reality. I want to see what's coming. I Because there's not pain. There's like a glimpse of pain, but Hallmark always ends beautifully. It right. <laughs> it's like this seven's dream. It really is. So at some point, I dare anyone to name a Hallmark movie. Christmas my mom especially. is super high seven and I'm laughing right now because she watches Christmas Hallmark movies all year round. <laughs> okay, that could be me. I've just started this year um, and I'm a little embarrassed. I just announced that, but it's true. I just it's not delight. not October yet, just for reference. In the Thank future. you for that. <laughs> and I definitely watched one this week. So yeah, but it's it is, those kind can, of things. Yeah. That's what I say to people when I do coaching with them is, There's two scores I look at, whether it's your primary style or not. One is the unhealthy one score, Mm. because that can shape the whole assessment. You tend to answer how you think you should um, instead of how you would. And the unhealthy seven, because any of the avoidances, you can run to that unhealthy seven of excess to numb pain that can be helpful or um, that will help numb it. But like I said, the trap is you usually end up creating more pain. Right. So the 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 seven oh the growth for the seven is to press into pain to know that pain is difficult. Right. But not deadly. Right. Because initially it's all like like the six everything's deadly like we're all dying all the time. For the seven that can come out in that way. Right. How do you think understanding the enneagram for you has helped you understand or connect or how how has it been a tool for you spiritually? It's, it's been huge. Um, so when you look at, first of all, with the pain thing you were talking about, uh, what I came to realize is part of why, I won't speak for all sevens, but part of yeah. why I was so afraid of pain was because I don't have the muscles to get back out. Like mm. I, a lot of people that dip up and down a lot, they're using those muscles all the time. They're like, I'm down, but I, you know, I know how to get myself back up. I'm afraid I'm going to fall, like get sad and stay sad. Like I, that Because you aren't exercising me. those muscles as no. often maybe as the four is like a triathlete of <laughs> exactly. muscle. Of they are, they have muscle memory for days yes. and I have, I have nothing. And so 
you're like, I don't know if I'll have the muscles to get back out. And so it's been amazing to, to see God's use, both of the brokenness, you know, of him pulling us out, but also just recognizing more of my call on my life because of the Enneagram. Uh, my call for who God created me to be, mm-hmm. uh, that truth came out a lot from the Enneagram. Hmm, I love that. I um, A few weeks back, we had the four, and we talked about fours tend to gravitate to people who are in an unhealthy emotional place mm. because one of their gifts is go, not being uncomfortable with mm. sad and painful emotion. It's one of their giftings, but when gone too far— it takes them down as well because they attach it to the, it becomes enmeshed in their own emotions. Mm -hmm. And so saying like, you need some healthy, fun people in your world as well. Like fours need some seven friends in their life to be like, let's not be sad. Let's (laughs) go be happy. So you, and you probably need some fours to say like, let's sit in this. I'll hold your hand. Yep. We're going to be okay. We're not going to stay here forever. And I'll give you a little lift out. Yes. You know, so I think that's probably mm. an interesting yeah. match to to think about someone who can help you yeah. develop that's some of those point. muscle memories. Because like I said, fours. I never thought of this until this yeah. moment while we're talking. And we have talked a lot, Enneagram, you I and I. Always so it's an interesting new. perspective. Well, and I think one of the hardest things uh, to do, or maybe not the best thing to do to a seven, it takes so much for us to admit like, ah, oh, things are hard. Like I, I'm in pain for, for me to say that it's a serious SOS when I'm like, I just, I'm hurting here. And if people are uncomfortable with pain or uncomfortable with the seven being in pain, cause they expect us to be yeah, happy yeah. and they try and turn us out of it too quick. So they're like, yeah, but God's going to do, or it's going to be okay. It shuts me down because it took me so much to say, Hey, I'm struggling mm-hmm. and my biggest goal is to get out of that, but I'm trying to stay in this and say, I, I'm going to sit in this pain. And so to have people around who can handle that would be mm-hmm. good. Cause when people are uncomfortable with it and they try and get you out of it, then I'm like, okay, you're not safe. I can't show that, that side so of me. Insightful. I have not thought about that. And mm-hmm. I think you, I mean, obviously you hit it the nail on the head because you've experienced this, but I think the rest of us do put a lot of pressure on, Mm -hmm. I need you to be fun and happy (laughs) because that makes me feel okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pressure because life isn't always fun and happy. And so that's, I think that's, that's super Mm -hmm. good. Okay. Let's talk about, um, brokenness. We've we've already been there, but I'm going to read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the brokenness of the seven surfaces when the gift of it is exaggerated because seeking pleasure dictates life choices Mm -hmm. when we escape pain at all costs. This extreme pursuit of pleasure and avoidance of pain can lead to impulsive, reckless, irresponsible behavior. Oh, you hate all that. <laughs> Every bit of it. Her face yeah. just changed to like this <laughs> dropping like angry face. <laughs> Being consumed with all options, the enthusiast t- tends to struggle with overindulgence, wanting to experience the pleasure of all things and not finding contentment in reality. Mm. Oh, you hate all that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I wanted to talk about. Here's sometimes why I struggle with sevens and friendship. And it's not that I don't love them or I think less of them. It's an honest struggle is sometimes the unhealthy seven, it's not all sevens, but some unhealthy sevens in my life have um, 
the six is so rooted in like, there's a lot of loyalty there. And I yeah. want to know that even if I'm hard, like you're loyal and sevens want to do whatever's the most fun. Mm. And so sometimes I feel like, oh, if I'm not the most fun, then we're at risk yeah. because whoever is the most fun is what you're going to choose. And then I'm out. Right. And I, I have felt that way before. Which makes me so sad because I'm like, I want to be friends with sevens. They're mm-hmm. so good for me because, and I have a wing seven. It's baby, little tiny baby <laughs> wing, but you know, it comes out. And so yeah. how do you think, and I I do think that has to do with health or unhealth, but how, like, what would you say to sevens about that? Because I, it's pressure to, for everyone else yeah. to feel like if I'm not fun, I'm out. Right. Because if, if something shinier comes along. I'm yesterday's news. Right. And that's that's our issue. That's that's on us. I think one of the things that I've done to try and move toward health is commit. Like make a decision and you know, I still remember college, maybe my 20 all kinds of years <laughs> when I would be like maybe I'll be there and that's what I was. I was just weighing out, oh, new years, those things when I'm like, let's see which Party is going to be the best, wholesome, of course, the best option. <laughs> um, but now what I've tried to do is I just realized I don't ever want someone to feel like they're not worth it. Like that doesn't match who I want to be as a friend. And I don't think most sevens think of it that way. They don't mm-hmm. think of what that must feel like on the other side. So now if someone says, hey, do you want to do that? I want to say, yes, I want to do that. I'm in put in pin, I'm, I'm going to be there Mm -hmm. and then not back down for something else. And I think it helps. I have less FOMO, less issues as I get older. I was going to say, I don't want to say all that, but like, as we are getting older, um, (laughs) we have experience and some maturity behind us, but I think young sevens, it's really important for them to hear that I, you know, at one, one time I, I had this conversation. It was like, I need my cup to be full. And if you can't fill it, then, oh. and it, the unspoken was, then you're out. And then we, I was out. And so that I was just like, but I had not, I had nothing. Yeah. I had nothing to pour. Like I was not okay. And so I think that at risk, and I think that's something, because I do think sevens are deep. I, that's what I was started mm-hmm. out with. I think that gets lost on people. Yeah. Um, and so the tension to manage for the seven is that is, is, Sevens can be in unhealth, a mile wide, and an yeah. inch deep relationally. Yes, um, because of fun, but also they're so deep. So the tension to manage is being grounded and rooted, and and not losing the joy. Right. Well, and also we have high need for joy, like high lots of levels of joy, lots of people, all of that. But I've come to a place where I don't expect other people to provide that for me. You know, like I, I'm not going to choose hanging out with you based on what my cup needs, or I need to make sure you bring the fun. I just figure that's on me, you know, like. <laughs> and you honestly do bring the if fun. I think you, if like, I think you, if I am it. the party, I'll bring the party. Right. When I get there, the party's there. <laughs> but being okay, if there's a friend that's struggling and they need help moving, which I'm really bad at moving. So this is not an offer out there, but um, <laughs> if, if someone needs you to sit in that, we can do that too. And I think for sevens, if we don't embrace those opportunities, we're missing out on such a depth of friendship. And to be honest, if we're if we don't learn how to be there for someone else, 
then when you hit your rough spots, mm. you're going to be by yourself because you haven't learned how to walk through that, you know, mm -hmm. that depth. Mm -hmm. And when you have that mile wide, inch deep, no one's showing up when you're not fun anymore. Mm. Um, and so that's not why you do it, but I think that's a, a benefit to mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is to cultivate those deeper friendships by being there for people. And I mean, we're not just about fun. We're about experiencing mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and a big part Absolutely. of experiencing life to its fullest is being in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anyone to miss out on that. No, that's, that's so good. The other thing I think is that unfortunately you and I know this at our ages. <laughs> Am Advanced I older than you? ages. Yes. Yes. I know. Are. I'm, I'm yes. a bit older than you too. Not right? much, not much. Mm -hmm. But in, at our age, <laughs> I'm 30, she's 29, it's like, whatever. Nailed it. But <laughs> is, unfortunately, some of our best growth comes through pain. Yeah. And so that's what I, what I always want to, it's like such a backhanded type of encouragement, but encourage sevens in pain is like, your actually best self yes. is actually on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. And the longer you wait or put off this pain, the, the pile grows, the pile of pain grows, and you're prolonging the right. actual joy that lies ahead. That's that, that's that, un, right? That weird cycle that the seven can get into. What would you tell, what advice would you give a young seven? Uh, I haven't asked anyone this, it's not in your notes. <laughs> Enjoy because uh, <laughs> you have the energy and the Enjoy opportunity. Before to when do you stuff. wake up and you're just like, oh, my back's out because I got up <laughs> today. Well, and I think it, it is good to, uh, bring what you have. Like, I don't think they should tone down what they mm -hmm, have, what mm -hmm. they bring to the table, like bring what you have to the table, but appreciate what other people are bringing too. Mm. Uh, if we're not careful, we come and we're telling stories and we're larger than life. And you didn't hear anything of anyone else. No one got to be themselves. Like we just, if, if we're not careful, especially young, we don't leave a lot of room. Uh, for other people. And so leave room for other people because that's that's just going to add to your understanding. Uh, one of the things I was processing recently is we still need to be ourselves. Like I still need to be my joy filled, mm -hmm. how God created me. But in order to be received well, that package might initially appear different to different styles because what good is a package if no one's going to open it? And mm. so just like toning myself to, I'm still me, mm -hmm. but my initial to some styles could like scare them. <laughs> it could frighten <laughs> them. And so figuring out, knowing enough about other people that you come in gently, there'll be a place for who I am, mm -hmm. but I stay who I am, but I need to adjust how that comes across to leave room and to respect other people's styles as well. You know, it's so interesting you saying that. It made me think of um, one of our best friends um, lost her husband during in this last year, um, like super tragic. She was devastated. And walking through this with her has been so interesting because she's super high seven. Yeah. And she said, I feel like I have to, and she's devastated. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, right? I mean, she's devastated. But she said, I feel like I have to be sad all the time for people because they're yeah. sad. But that's not who I am. And and don't, and and if I, I, I feel like I still have to show up as me, who is a very happy, yeah. joy-filled person. 
but then people think I'm not sad, but I am sad, but I can't walk around. Like she's like, I can go there, but I can't stay there. And so I've been watching and walking with her as she manages this tension almost to like, she feels like people don't want her to show up as herself anymore Mm. because she needs to be this sad, wearing black widow all the time. But she's like, but I'm, that's not who I am. Totally. Even though I'm devastated, I'm not ignoring the pain, right. but I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to look for the joy right. in life. I'm still, I got to, I'm still here. I, I have to live. And, right. and again, she's devastated. Well, and they don't think you're being authentic. Yeah. You know, and so I actually and told being someone sad that. was was the not authentic. Right. This week I was like, I, I'm still processing. This is a hard, been a hard season for me. I, I'm processing the pain, but it's almost more grieving to lose yourself and whatever it is you're grieving. And so being able to be yourself and still bring joy, Mm -hmm. uh, there's places and there's been times where she has broken down and there's still places and Mm -hmm. times that I break down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm thankful and very authentically joyful. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. It's actually a sign of health. It's not yeah. inauthentic. Yeah. And yeah. I wish more people understood that. Yeah. So yeah. when you were saying, I still have to show up as me, I w- it just made me think of her because mm-hmm. I know she's got something she has been able to say is like, I feel like everyone just needs me to be sad all the time and sad mm-hmm. with them. And I just, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't. It's a lot do of work. That. Yeah. <laughs> So the beauty, I want to end with the beauty because sevens are honestly the life of the party. Um, It's funny, like whenever we do any kind of Enneagram event, we're like, one's in the room, you know, it's like this golf clap. And then, and you get to the seven, it's like, like sevens are their best, their their own best cheerleaders. Like you put a bunch of sevens in a room. Were you on staff when we did Enneagram one day? Yes, where we put a bunch of sevens in a room. (laughs) We divided everyone on the staff at Sandals Church by their style and gave them like a list of things they had to answer. Like if you were an ice cream, if you were a, a Christmas movie, if you were, the sevens was hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember what ice cream, maybe sprinkle. Like, I don't know what it, it was. was fun. But, yes. Um, but it was a good time. Um, seven. So the beauty, it, like I said, kind of when we started is you have this God given gifting to, to see the silver lining. Mm. You know, there are some styles that like the six, like, we all we see is we're all going to die. <laughs> you pull us out of darkness. So I'm personally grateful for yeah. that, honestly. Good. Like I talked a little bit about my struggle sometimes with the seven, but the the beauty of the seven is like when all we see is darkness, sevens are like, nope, we're, we're it's going to be okay. But think about this, you know. Yeah. Um, you find joy in all situations, mm. even in hard situations, difficult situations. Um, I was saying earlier, I feel like sevens have such deep intelligence um, and ingenuity because you look, you can figure out hard things and lead Mm. and make it look easy and fun, but it's not. You just make it look that way. Um, Visionary, versatile, resilient, helping to inspire success in people and projects. Sevens are your best cheerleaders. Then you, they help the rest of us go farther. Um, Engaging, fun, wanting to experience life to its fullest, desiring to make the world a more joy-filled place. Mm. And I just love that so much because like right now, there's like a lot of anger in the world and a lot of being against. And I just, I think that you guys are the ones right now that, that are just bringing 
joy to the lives in the world around you. And the rest of us to love you guys need to, to not make you have to be in a place of joy so that we're okay, but also appreciate like the energy that it takes to do that. And you do it in such a natural place. Mm. So I love that about you. Um, okay. A couple more things. How to love an enthusiast. Tell me what you think of these. Okay. I'm pretty sure we wrote these together. So. <laughs> They're going to be great. Give them lots of room to play. Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> Recognize when they choose to deal with problems. Yes. I think what you said was so good about, hey, if I actually verbalize that I'm struggling, mm -hmm. I need you to take that for what it is. Like, because that means you're seeing the tip of the iceberg about what's underneath. That, that was so good. And I'm mm -hmm. sure every seven listening will resonate with that. Um, share how much joy they bring to your life. I think that's important yeah. to, to notice. And I think that I honestly think that the rest of us take for granted sevens mm -hmm. in our life, but without them, like you, you pull that out of the room and what's left, you know? So I, I think that that's a good thing is to make sure that if there's a seven in your life, thank them for the joy they bring because there's so much mundane. There's so much adulting or whatever's happening that you have to have to do. And the sevens are like the icing on the cake, yeah. you know? And so thank them for that. And then join in on the fun. Yeah. Sevens are going to start the conga line. <laughs> yes. Join in on the line. Not too bad, but <laughs> don't go too far. If you had to give a quick brief synopsis on the seven yeah. in when you're at your best self, it looks like this. And I know you know the Enneagram, so you don't need the notes I just threw on the floor yeah. to do this. And when you're, when you don't feel safe, secure, and loved, the brokenness can come out like this. What would you say? I think what I've come to love the most when we're in a healthy place is we're dreamers. I, mm -hmm. I actually am starting to mm -hmm. love that even more than visionaries. Visionaries sounded we'll work that focused in the notes. and that, we'll that's that. fine for work, but at home and in life, I love to dream with people and helping other people to dream, mm -hmm. to dream bigger for themselves, to dream bigger for our world. Uh, I just, I think there's beauty in that. And it has a different ring to it for me than even joy mm -hmm. because it, it puts some planning, some strategy. Like, I could strategize and plan for days if it's about helping you dream mm -hmm. about who you're going to be. And so that side of the seven, I think just adds so much to the world. Uh, and I think brokenness was the other. <laughs> see mm -hmm. how I'm trying to block like, it out? Ugh. See how even like the cadence <laughs> of her voice just changed. And then, <laughs> uh, for those, when it goes sideways, you can tell because when I'm frenzied, when I am just, I'm hurried, I'm, I can't explain it, but when I'm um, a hot mess is what keeps coming to mind. But I you think can, women can relate to that. Yeah. You can tell when I'm healthy. Here, I'll back up. You can tell when I'm healthy, when, or when sevens are healthy, when we have just this stability to us. Mm. We're still fun, but we're not it's trying to prove anything. We're not trying to just get everybody to laugh. We don't have to be at the front center of the party, but we're for sure cracking small one-liners to the person next to <laughs> us uh, because 
that's still who we are, but we don't need the attention. Mm. It stops becoming about the attention and it starts just being, being with the the people you're with. Easy for me to say. And I think the brokenness, it starts to come out sideways when it gets to be about us and where we put our identity. And if people think we're funny, it's, it's a wrong identity Mm -hmm. placement, Mm -hmm. you know, like, are people laughing? Do they like me for this? Like when we start to worry about that, we, we aren't authentic. Mm -hmm. Like we become what other people want us to be. Whereas if I'm in my authentic self, sometimes I'm funny and sometimes I'm normal. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. (laughs) The options are funny and normal or normal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair. I heard it, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be funny all the Mm -hmm. time. I don't have to make light when someone shares something hard in our brokenness. We're like, but, and we, we try and rescue people mm, from their sad yes. too quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're like, but it's going to be okay. And just think of all the good things. Let's go get ice cream. <laughs> and let's just, let's just go do this. Let's drink wine. Let's do something. Yeah. And when we're, when we're healthy, being able to sit with them and say, man, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think for a seven who's trying to be healthier, try that phrase when someone shares something don't fix it. Don't, you know, try and get them out of it. through it fast. Yeah. Because I'm an unhealth. You're as afraid of someone else's pain as you are of yours. Mm-hmm. And so oh, that's really good. Being able to say like, oh, that's hard. And then you just <laughs> wait for a second because there'll be a time and a place where you may be a part of God trying to pull them out of that. Like you may be a part of them getting back on their feet mm-hmm. and feeling good. Mm-hmm. But that's probably not right then, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I've I've been super annoyed, to be honest, when people have done that to me in general, when they're just like, yeah, but it's, and I was like, stop out of it. Like, it's going to be better. It's yeah. a new day. It's like, that's, I don't love that. Like, that didn't mm. feel like you were with me in that. Mm-hmm. And it's a seven trait uh, that mm. we do if we're not careful. And so that's interesting. I think, that's I think the question to ask that you and I would probably agree on, maybe yeah. I don't know how you would word it, but to ask a seven is when you find yourself running to pleasure, mm. that is probably not good for you. I'm not saying like don't have a glass of wine um, or don't eat something or don't, but when it's right. that's becoming, when you're looking at the, the, percentage of time you're spending on that like I think the question is what are you avoiding Hmm. and what would what's the worst thing to happen to face that you know because that that is the dangerous side for the seven is they run to things that tend to be unhealthy like I do a lot of coaching and and men are not the only ones who struggle with porn but statistically it's higher for them whereas women would be eating Mm -hmm. or binging or shopping yeah men would be like porn or drinking or gambling women drink too you know that some crossover and this isn't universal it's just statistics like more often than not um like like typically people who struggle with porn they're like oh they deal with lust they must be neat but it's actually not the lust it's the pursuing pleasure because they're avoiding pain what is the pain you know, it, it makes whatever it is. So so if you are a seven and you are finding yourself enmeshed in something that momentarily feels relieving and then later you feel kind of gross about yeah, and you know it's a problem, what, what pain are you avoiding? How can you deal with that? Do you need to see soul care? Do you need to see counseling? Do you need to tell a friend? Yeah. Are, you in, are, you in, are you tangled up in something 
that you didn't mean to be. It's, it doesn't start out like, hey, I'm going to go down the slippery slope. No. It started out as a good time. And now the very thing that was fun, the excess of it can destroy you. Yeah. And with, with all of us, there's a ver- with all the styles, there's a version of that. But with seven, it can be literal things that, yeah. you know, you can. And so for those listening, and, and you might, you know, you might not be a seven, an adventurer, enthusiast, <laughs> um, joyful person, um, but you probably have one in your life. I mean, hopefully we all have a couple of these in our life. And if you don't, Walk into any room, identify who they are. They'll be the person laughing, telling Just call jokes. Me. People yep. are standing around them. Um, get a friend in your life. But if you're close to someone like this, you know, instead of just being like, oh my gosh, and thinking about maybe something that you can see in them, that maybe, you know, it's it's the thing that you can see in them, start to become curious about maybe what's going on with them. And and gently, if you're a person in their life, if you're not, you don't have business pushing into there. But if you're a person in their life, try to say like, how are you? Because sevens want to minimize how they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in the thinking triad, not the feeling triad. Like, how are you feeling? Is there something painful that you're afraid of? Um, how can I be there for you? Like, what what would you say? You've, you've alluded to that it's been a hard season for you. What are some of the best things that people have done for you or, or phrases, yeah. like the to-dos, like how to care for a seven who's engaging in the pain? Yeah, I think a lot of it, as we talked about before, is giving the, the space to feel the pain and taking away the expectations of providing fun. Uh, also, if I am being fun, let that run itself out, you know, let yeah. it, let, let it be. candle burn for the day. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause we need that. That's what yeah. energizes us. Mm-hmm. And then find a time to ask those hard questions as something that I think would help as well, especially if it's, it's kind of hard to start right at the, what pain painful? are you avoiding? <laughs> Tell me about your pain. Your and, like that question that you and I wrote, what's your deepest pain well, and childhood pain? Exactly. <laughs> So that's that's an icebreaker, like a ice <laughs> knock off your game kind of thing. <laughs> but I I would love, and this is the positive side of it, bringing the positive swing to it. If someone said, uh, when you're choosing to be healthy, like what helps you feel healthier? Like for me, uh, we don't typically love routine or schedules because we like variety more. And what has been really healthy and life-giving for me in this difficult season is I have a routine I do every morning. Uh, It's my reading the Bible, it's journaling, it's doing Pilates, it's like laying it out, it's a cup of tea. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. and I've been really proud of myself for doing the same thing every day because by nature, we don't ever want to Mm -hmm. do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so asking them like, what what would be healthy choices for you? I, I don't know how to phrase it, but mm-hmm. kind of getting them to think about what healthy choices they can make rather than dwelling on like, why are you making why are you all making these such bad choices? bad choices? Like Kelly, why do you watch hours of Netflix each Hallmark night? Hallmark movies. Before, no, and it's bad Hallmark there. movies. There's no hiding it now. At night. Whereas if they said like, what choice would feel more life giving mm-hmm. to you. And I'd say, well, reading, <laughs> if I read a book right before. Mm-hmm. And so then it gives the idea. Um, so it's, it's two different things. I think that's great. We talked about that some, a similar thing to that with the four, which weirdly we've sort of 
mesh the four a lot, but I, I, when I had my daughter Kennedy on, I talked about like when she went to CBU, she was going to major in business. And Matt and I said to her, we were like, okay. But also we were like, okay, like you can do that. You have to take one art class a semester, Mm. even if it's just for fun, because that's life giving to you. That's the good choice for you, which ultimately after her freshman year, she switched majors and did all of that and did really well, is doing really well. And so I think it's a similar kind of vein is like, what is the life-giving thing for you? Because the truth is whatever we're engaging in for, and again, I I kind of alluded to this earlier, but like all of the styles can go to that unhealthy seven place to avoid whatever the pain is for them. What is the thing we're engaging in that actually ultimately is causing us more pain? So the question is flipping that as you're saying is like, what brings you, what's what's the life-giving choices for you right now? Yeah, because we want that. Yeah. We want Mm life-giving we we don't want pain and mm-hmm. so if we tie discipline and good choices to life giving oh that's then i'm about it right yeah. if you tie the yeah the things i should <laughs> be doing yeah to that's so good life then thank you so much kelly drove yeah. a long way today <laughs> to be here with us and i just i appreciate you so much i've had so much fun um again for the last three, almost four years, you and I first started sort of putting together the language. Kelly had so much to do with the assessments that you all take. So thank you for that. You made it look much more fun on paper than it did when we first started. It was not fun. Um, And so we're just grateful for that. I'm super grateful for you to come here and be vulnerable, talk about Heart, you know, that you've been in some painful places and how you've learned to navigate that. And I just appreciate that you have used the Enneagram as a tool to understand yourself, God, and others better. And I love how you you champion it and as a means for people to find spiritual formation. So thank you so much for coming, and I love you dearly. And this was super fun. Yay! <laughs> okay, you guys, next week we will touch on the Style 8, the Challenger. You can probably guess who my guest will be for that, the 8 8 in eight town. That's going to be my new phrase always. But um, next week, if you're a challenger, you're going to want to make sure you tune in for yourself and everybody else. You probably have a challenger in your life that this can help you know how to understand them better and to love them well. All right. Talk to you guys then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, 
cultivate kindness. Thank you.